Wednesday and welcome back to the CEO-ish podcast. I'm Taylor. And I'm Chloe. We're super excited about this episode in particular because if you didn't know, Monday, March 8th is International Women's Day. This episode won't be released until Wednesday, March 10th, but we're recording this on Sunday, March 7th, and we didn't want to go without acknowledging it. We have a one-of-a-kind guest for you guys this week, and her name is Hannah Janae. She is the self-care cheerleader, and we are going to have a much-needed conversation about social media, the difference between self-care and self-love, and how these things impact our mental health overall. And we're going to be ending this episode with a special affirmation segment led by Hannah herself in honor of International Women's Day. But first, as always, we're going to do a catch-up session. So, Chloe, what's up with you? (laughs) Yeah, so I know that I've talked about it before, the webinar I was doing for art for outreach from the two muralists that I love. That was last Wednesday, and I learned so much. Yeah, like I took three pages worth of notes, and then we get like a 30-day access where we can rewatch the recording. So I'm going to go back and hopefully get some more notes down. But they, I mean, it was so much that I learned. Like they talked about, you know, how to reach out to people, who to reach out to, and really like, you know, like doing murals, it's important to tell the business about, you know, like how it's going to benefit business for them and how, you know, that's what they care about is how is this going to help them make more money. So they were just so much information about just like how to pitch this to businesses to really be beneficial to them. Um, So I'm just like super fired up about that. Super excited. I can't wait. I need to get a deck together of like work that I've done Mm -hmm. so I can show them. And then I need to, you know, look up all the statistics and stuff about how murals are, you know, so beneficial for communities and the business. So super fired up, super excited. How about you, Taylor? I'm excited for you, dude. That sounds like Thank so much you. fun. Yeah, it's Did so they cool. Pitch templates or anything? So they gave us like some examples of their emails and they gave us like use okay. these words in your subject line to get a response back. Um, they have stuff all over their website, which I haven't looked at to buy yet, but you can buy like a contract template and a bunch of stuff. So they may have a pitch template, but they do have another mural, co- not a mural another webinar coming up in April that I'm pretty sure I'm going to sign up for. It's about like handling the licensing of the murals and stuff, which oh, fuck if I know how to do that. So I'm excited <laughs> to learn how to do that. Um, It's great. Like, you know, I didn't have, I don't have a college education in like business or marketing. So I need to get this information from somewhere. And these girls, Phoebe and Roxy of Pander Design Co., they are just so informative like I learned so much from them they're such a great resource if you guys even if you're not interested in murals if you're interested in doing anything freelance there was a ton of people in the webinar who weren't doing murals they were you know doing something else but just such a great resource for you know learning how to do outreach you know marketing business whatever they're awesome that's awesome yeah What have you been up to? Well, a couple things happened this week. One, I had one of the most unproductive working weeks of my entire life. Um, Hmm. (laughs) It was just one of those (laughs) weeks for me. I don't know. I feel like I definitely took on way too much in February. I did a lot of new client onboarding, which, as I've talked about before, is just the most intense part of bringing on new clients because you spend a lot of time back and forth communication with them, getting things approved, learning their styles and what they like, designing templates, et cetera. So Mm -hmm. I just, I probably took on a little more than I could 
chew realistically in February. And that was a learning lesson for me, especially with the podcast launch. It was just a lot. So yeah, um, I feel like I finally hit that like wall of burnout and I just needed to like lie down for a few days. So I did. And I laid in my bed for like three straight days and didn't really work. Um, and I feel like that's really bad to admit, but I'm also <laughs> not going to feel bad that I took time to rest when I could yes. visibly feel I needed it. So that happened this week, but then productivity uh, started shooting back up towards the end of the week because Friday I had a photo shoot with my new employee, Marley. We went out to Kalamazoo and we had a photo shoot, which that studio was so beautiful and I can't wait to see the photos and you guys will see them all over Instagram. So definitely be on the lookout, but it had the most beautiful black wall and there were just a ton of plants and mustard and rusty terracotta colors and pompous grass which is just my aesthetic to a t so i was very love it (laughs) very happy about it so yeah that's just kind of what's been going on with me recently um taking time to self-care if you will while still getting stuff done because i would never skip a client deadline i i will put (laughs) that out there like i did not miss any work being done this week when i took my time off (laughs) Mm mm-hmm yeah, well, you know, this whole episode is going to be about self-care, so it's a great time for that. You know what? You're right. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to kick us off with the favorite of the week, or do you want me to start? I can kick it off. Go for it. All right. So, love this product. Cannot believe that I haven't shouted it out so far. I am obsessed with the screen protector that I have on my iPad. It is the Sparin screen protector. It feels like I'm writing on paper, which is just so nice. It feels so much more natural when I'm drawing. Um, it decreases your iPad Yes. Sorry. Did I not say that? It's for my iPad. Um, but it's just like, really, it feels like I'm drawing on a piece of paper, which is just easier to do than an iPad screen. It just feels really different, you know? Um, but not only that, this is great if you want to record yourself drawing or anything, because it also decreases the screen glare, uh, which I absolutely love. I've been trying to get better about taking pictures and videos of myself drawing. Um, it's also waterproof. It's original, like the speed of the touch. It doesn't get affected by it at all. Um, super easy to put on without bubbles and it's super thin. Like I'm so impressed with this. It came in a pack of two. I got it on Amazon. I absolutely love it and it keeps it protected. So I would really recommend that if you like to draw on your iPad, it really makes a difference. Like I said, it feels a lot more natural like paper. So I'm obsessed with it. Ooh, I've seen those on TikTok and people talking about those like screen protectors that make it feel like you're writing on paper. And I always wondered how, like if those actually worked or not. So that's interesting that it actually does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like I have no complaints about it at all. It is the best. Interesting. Yeah, I've been really debating. Okay, so when I got my new laptop or went to the Apple store to get my new laptop, I didn't know that this was a thing and everyone can laugh at me for not knowing about this because I'm pretty sure I might be the only one who didn't, but iPads like connect to laptops now and you can work on multiple screens that way. And I've been debating. I'm like, do I get an iPad to plug into the laptop instead of getting a giant desktop at some point? Cause I don't like really use my giant desktop anymore. It was definitely more when I was in corporate Mm -hmm. and doing like a ton of reporting and I still do reporting now. It's just not on as large of a scale that I did it Mm -hmm. at and needed the big desktop for. So I go back and forth on that because iPads are really, really nice now and they're very good for design work like you do. 
Yeah, it's awesome. Like, I think I've talked about it before. I have it on me no matter where I go. Like, anytime I have free time, it's so easy to pull out, you know, much easier than a laptop. If I'm sitting, you know, waiting in the doctor's office, I'm not going to pull out my laptop and work on something for 10 minutes, but I can pull out my iPad and work on something for 10 minutes, and it's super easy. So I would go with the iPad if I were you, just because I love mine. (laughs) Do you have the Pro or the Mini or just, like, the regular iPad just the regular one I just got the cheapest one I could and it's awesome the pro is huge the pro looks like a a small laptop like it's like literally a laptop without the keyboard yeah this one it feels like the perfect size for me it's not too big it's not too small um you know if it's too big you have to move your arms so much like I mean I love painting on big canvases but they're definitely much harder to do just with the different strokes you have to do and stuff so the ipad is a great size where it's not awkward you know but you also have a big enough screen to work with the stuff without you know having to zoom around all the time i love that (laughs) yeah what's your product this week all right well my favorite is actually something that can't be bought at a store in honor of international women's day slash month i have decided to shout out my mom she is my favorite this week Uh, My mom is just a -a one-of-a-kind lady, truly. Shan, if you're listening to this, which you're probably not because podcasts are not your medium, um, you are a rock star and I appreciate all of the love and unconditional support you give me every waking day of my life because I know that there are not people who are fortunate enough to have a mom that that is supportive of everything that they do and I just, I'm very blessed to have her and I'm aware of that. So shout out Shan. (laughs) oh shoot mom you're my product of the week too (laughs) (laughs) well okay if you guys want a product for me that I am loving I don't think I've shouted these out on the podcast yet and if I have oh well that's how you know I really love them I have these pack this pack of Amazon tortoise shell claw clips and I learned about them from Mariana Hewitt who is one of the few bloggers that I do follow and we talk about that later in this episode you guys don't follow bloggers that make you feel like shit or influencers Mm -hmm. or celebrities or anybody for that matter but Mariana is one of the few people that I do follow um, in the blogger world and I love her and I love her product recommendations and whenever she recommends something from Amazon I know it's good because she loves her luxury products which I respect and she recommended these tortoise shell claw clips and can I just state that I am very happy that the 90s claw clip trend is back because it's so easy to just throw up my hair and pin it in like it's even easier than a a bun because I'm not a ponytail gal I'm just not I don't like when the hair tickles the back of my neck it's not my thing (laughs) it's just so weird I don't like it I know that's a weird nuanced thing but I don't like it um so yeah I would recommend those claw clips and there's like a light colored one and like a darker colored brown. It's like a khaki and then a dark brown. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they work really well. They're very sturdy. I've never had a claw clip so um is clampy a word when describing hair clips. Like it sure. holds hair very tightly. Like once it's in, it's not moving. And my hair does not move. I could I firmly believe I could run a mile with this claw clip in and my hair would not bounce or move. That's how tight and like clamped down to my head it is. Um, But I'm not going to test that theory because I don't run. So (laughs) we're just going to have to keep that. Yeah. I've I've had so many issues trying to find a good claw clip. Like, you know how much hair I have and how long it is. And I can never find one that will hold my hair up for more than like 
10 minutes. So like with that, do you think that would hold on my hair? Yes. Do you know who Mariana is? No, I don't. Okay. You should look her up and look at her hair because that woman has the most goddess-like thick long hair ever. Like it touches her hips. It's Oh, okay. Yeah, mine is is not that long. (laughs) Her hair is beautiful. So I knew when she said these $12 clips off Amazon were the real deal that she wasn't lying because she has so much hair. She has no reason to lie about that. (laughs) Wow. That's a great product then because it is hard. (laughs) I will leave a link in the show notes. Chloe, I will send you a link and I will also send you a photo of Mariana because she has the most gorgeous hair like ever awesome appreciate it (laughs) awesome do you want to introduce our small business i am because i'm very very excited about this one so this week's small business shout out is the dime store clay co which is a small women-owned jewelry business that makes one-of-a-kind light poly lightweight polymer clay earrings and it is owned by my dear friend mary russo and she i'm looking at her etsy shop right now you guys there are so many different colors textures shapes she's got triangles she's got stars there's circles there's hearts there's those little beautiful half moon shapes there's long piece or long earrings like dangly ones is that a long earring what (laughs) sure (laughs) I actually don't wear that much jewelry because, Chloe, as you know, my ears swell, you guys. I have to Mm -hmm. have a very specific type of metal to be able to wear earrings, and it's not even guaranteed that my ears aren't going to just spaz out and reject them for no apparent reason. Um, But I contacted Mary, and she wanted me to let everyone know that she does not use nickel in her like earrings. So they are um, safe for everyone with allergies and people like me who have those like swelling ear conditions, which I very much appreciate (laughs) because I know not a lot of Etsy shops have or do that with their earrings. And I always have to be very careful when ordering earrings off of Etsy for that reason. Um, So yeah, and she's got a bunch of different finishes too. Like if you like a gold finish for your earrings or if you like silver, um, so yeah, I wanted to shout out her store because I think she makes beautiful poly polymer. Why can I not say that word, you guys? Oh my gosh, <laughs> earrings. So I'm just going to cut the stumbling over my own words now and give you her Etsy shop link, which is www.etsy.com slash shop slash dime store clay co, which is D-I-M-E-S-T-O-R-E-C-L-A-Y-C-O. And I will leave that in the show notes for you guys as well. Beautiful. So now we are going to dive into the CEO-ish advice segment. Chloe, why don't you dive us dive us off? Are you kidding me? I'm having such a hard time today, you guys. <laughs> Chloe, just start talking so I don't have to. All right, here I go, guys. So yeah, mine goes off of my update, how I just did that webinar. And I just feel so empowered and excited right now. So I mean, if you're experiencing a rut or even if not, like sign up for a webinar or a masterclass. And it's just like so motivated. I feel so like fired up right now, like I already said. So do that if you, you know, can, if you can, you know, it costs money. So if you can do it, I would really recommend it. How about you, Tay? Okay. Well, I don't know if mine is necessarily advice or just me going on a rant here. Um, And I'm not overly ready to dive too much into what's going on with this quite yet. Maybe in a few weeks once things have kind of settled, but there are some business things going on and I did not expect them to happen. And it has created a little bit of, I'm not even going to say a little bit, it's created a lot of bit of imposter syndrome. And I also think that's why I kind of had to take a break last week because I was just not in a good headspace. And 
I guess my advice this week is just for everyone out there that's starting or maybe going through a phase like this themselves that just know it's normal and everyone experiences it no matter what level they're at. And um, the more my business grows, the more I feel like the imposter syndrome gets worse because I have to keep showing up as this different level of myself that doesn't exist yet because I don't know how this version of me responds to situations that are happening right now. And I know that's so vague because I'm just not ready to talk about like what happened quite yet um, openly and publicly. And I, I will in the coming weeks. I just need some of this to simmer first. But yeah, just know that if you're going through it too, everyone experiences it. You're not alone. You're not not normal, you know. So yeah, we're all in this together. I don't think anybody has it all figured out when they start a business. I think it's something that you're just like continuously learning and trying new things with so hope it's all going well (laughs) yeah we can talk about it more offline I'm just not ready to like openly and publicly talk about Mm -hmm. it yet (laughs) yeah I don't blame (laughs) you sorry guys well do you want to kick it off with Hannah yes so this was a pre-recorded interview so I know we already did the intro to Hannah already so I'm just going to cut to the transition music you guys and let you guys play or listen to the interview with Hannah As we said earlier, this week we are interviewing the one and only self-care and self-love cheerleader, Hannah Janae. Hannah is known for her hashtag Monday affirmation segment on Instagram, which we're so excited because she's going to be ending this episode with an affirmation segment for you all. So tell us a bit about yourself and how you got into the world of body influencing positivity. Well, thank you so much for that introduction, Chloe. That was wonderful. I'm kind of getting a little emotional (laughs) Um, over here just because I'm so excited to be here and to be able to talk to you about my why and what I do. Uh, My name is Hannah, and I am a self-care and lifestyle content creator based in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Even though I call myself a self-care cheerleader, I'm not a mindset coach. I'm a woman who knows how it feels to have someone in her court cheering her on, and I want to be that person for others. I post about self-care, self-love, and various lifestyle topics. And like you mentioned, I do Monday affirmations on my Instagram story. And this kind of all started back when I graduated from college in May of 2018. And I came to realize that I had gone from working at my school's newspaper, which had me writing a lot, and pursuing degrees in English and communications, which had me writing even more, to nothing. Not a zip. It was very abrupt. Uh, Suddenly, the most writing I was doing was for cover letters. (laughs) And it's not very creative. Um, Not at all. (laughs) Yeah. It's very formulaic. Mm -hmm. And there's not a right way to write a cover letter. Um, And then I got my first job out of college uh, six months later, and I was spearheading the influencer marketing for this company. And it was very exciting. And every day I was looking at Instagram, checking out tons of blogs. And, you know, that did pique my interest. But it really wasn't until one of my coworkers asked me what I do for fun, like what my hobbies were. Um, until I started to seriously consider blogging. Because basically, he asked me that question, and I had nothing to say. Uh, I told him, 
I watched a lot of Netflix and I liked visiting my long distance boyfriend on the weekends. But you know, those aren't hobbies. <laughs> it's not photography. It's not me taking time to like write a book. You know, I very much felt like I was this very boring person who had a lot of her identity taken away from her when she graduated from college. Um, so that's kind of what put blogging at the forefront of my mind, but I didn't feel like I had anything to say yet. And it wasn't until I went through heartache, um, coupled with a month long challenge that I really did realize that I had something to say, but I think we'll get into that later. Okay, first, I just want to say thank you for bringing this up because I go through this on a daily basis with myself right now, like the lack of hobbies and the um, I'm someone who definitely has always defined myself with academic or career related Mm -hmm. success. I was never athletic. So that was just how my success came. It was either academic or career related. And now since graduating college, it's like culture shock. You go from having all of that to having none of that. So I want you to know you are not alone in that feeling. I experience it daily right now actively. So yeah. (laughs) Good. Yeah. Um, Yeah. A lot of my identity was tied up in college because I was that girl who committed to so much. You know, I wasn't only on my school newspaper. I was a resident assistant. I was in a sorority. I was just doing so many things. And then, like I said, you know, it all just came to an end when I graduated. Yeah, I I feel that completely. It's like culture shock in a completely different way. And I don't think enough people talk about how hard the transition between graduating college and like, honestly, the age of like 25 is because it's awkward and you watch your friends get married and Mm -hmm. engaged and buy houses and you might be in your parents' house still or just in a completely different phase of life. Or maybe you're someone who decided to pack it up and live out of a backpack and travel for a really long time. And it's just so weird. It is. You know? And I I think that first year post-grad, you are just in a constant state of a comparison because you are seeing your friends move out of state, get their dream job, buy a house, get engaged, get married. And you're like, okay, I'm just chilling uh, in my parents' basement, no, trying to right find now. a job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to find a job, but I am chilling in my parents' house, like straight yeah. up posted. <laughs> you know, there is no shame at all living in your parents' basement. No, you know? I save so much money. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, so you asked me how I came to body positivity. Yes. And I feel like that story spans across the majority of my life. Um, I think body positivity had been waiting for me for a very long time. Um, I have been aware of my body since I went through puberty in the third grade. I was the first girl in my grade to go through this life-altering change. And as natural as puberty is, it's awful being the first person. And, um, And then it happened. I was invited to spend part of the summer with my grandparents in California. And I did. I was so, so very excited because I only got to see these grandparents like one time out of each year. 
and I got I got to go spend um, six weeks with them in California, but I had no clue that when I was going to be there that I was going to be put on a diet, weighed, and measured. And at the end, my weight loss results were proudly shown to my parents. That's traumatizing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I should say, my parents didn't send me there to lose weight. They had no clue this was going to happen. And I didn't need to lose weight. And my grandma has since apologized for this, but it still happened. No, it still happened. Yeah. yeah. Like that's that's yeah. not something you can not um, – like an apology doesn't erase that. Exactly. So like at a very young age, I came to believe that I wasn't enough for the people who are supposed to love you unconditionally. And so that has just kind of followed me for years. Now I'm getting emotional. Oh my God. (laughs) Um, And then what came next was years of organized sports, swim team and water polo. And this is probably just a me thing, but I tend to believe that sports breeds a lot of comparison. Couple yes. that with being in swimsuits, and it was not a great combination for my mindset. But I didn't. I don't do think it's a great combination it. for any middle schooler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Any agreed. anyone in yeah, that that's awkward, a hard uncomfortable age. transition. Mm-hmm. And you know, I I don't know when that watershed moment of being introduced to body positivity happened. I think it probably occurred in college. Um, but reconciling that hurt I felt growing up with self-love and self-care made it very natural to bring that topic of body positivity to my platform and start talking about it because I have years worth of history related to my body and hating it. Well, that's awesome that you were able to use that experience to better yourself and, you know, make yourself happy instead of dwelling in, you know, your bad trauma growing up with Mm -hmm. having to deal with that. So, yeah, just that's great of you to make it better for yourself. And now you're trying to help other people as well. And that's just really awesome. Yeah. What is it called? Um, Paying it forward, you know, giving back, sharing what I'm learning and what's working for me. You know, that's kind of what I want to use my platform for. That's awesome and inspiring. So let's start by unpacking the difference between self-care and self-love. How are they different? And do you have any tips for our listeners on how they practice each of these in their daily lives? That's a really great question because I feel like self-care is a component of self-love. I think I can agree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think self-care is more of the action of caring for yourself physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. Whereas self-love is the acceptance and loving of who you are. Does that make sense? I Mm -hmm. love that definition so much. I feel like it's so different for everyone, kind of like how wellness is different to everyone too, you know? But I love that definition. I love that. Thanks. Um, So you can practice self-care in a number of ways. In fact, I have a blog of 72 self-care ideas, but it's not all bubble baths and sheet masks, let me tell you. I do love those, but there are a number of soft and hard self-care ideas that you can incorporate into your lifestyle. I'm glad you said that too, because I agree. It's not all bubble baths and sheet masks. It's a lot of hard conversations with yourself and looking inward and evaluating your circle of people around you and all of that. And also we will link Hannah's blog post in the show notes so you guys can read that for yourselves. Uh, So like the bubble baths 
sheet masks. I do love those. Um, that is soft self-care. And that can also look like breathing exercise, reading a book, praying, um, having a spontaneous dance party in your living room. I'll do that <laughs> sometime very soon. Uh, taking a nap. Did that yesterday. Saying affirmations, cuddling a pet. You know, those things that are going to release serotonin. Um, hard self-care looks like creating a monthly budget, paying bills, saying no or creating boundaries. It doesn't sound like your typical self-care, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But by doing these things, you're going to thank yourself in the long run for them. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. I think uh, a lot of people, especially the 20-somethings, need to hear that too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I also want to say like, it can cost zero dollars to indulge in self-care. You know, you don't have to be paying for the expensive skincare. I do like skincare though. Oh, me too. And <laughs> I love products. Don't we uh, all? <laughs> but it can be free like meditation or following a yoga video on YouTube, you know. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have to be expensive. And Absolutely. just to add to that too, it isn't always fun. <laughs> yes. Yes, that is very true. You know, I you were saying like having those hard conversations, you know, a self-care journey, a self-love journey, I believe can involve a lot of tears. Mm-hmm. Um and that's okay. You know, it's all right to be um vulnerable and to make yourself available to what you are feeling. I love that. Well, we definitely want you to touch on your personal journey with self-care and self-love. How and when did your journey start? And I saw your reel about people in high school always telling you that you were too loud. And as someone who has experienced these kinds of comments my entire life verbatim, um, it can be really hard to let your personality shine through when you make the decision to show up on social media the way we all choose to do. So how has your influencer career and journey on social media just impact your me- impacted your mental health journey overall? I'll talk about all of it. Okay, there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah, um, <laughs> I'm so proud of that reel. It it touched a lot of people and it resonated, like with you. Um, I actually have a clear memory um, associated with that. Like I remember where I was reading the text and how much I cried afterwards when um, my childhood friend told me I was too much and too loud for her other two friends who were also my friends. And she was essentially telling me that she was choosing them over me and didn't want to hang out with me anymore. Some friend. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Something like that um, quickly extinguishes your light. But let me tell you though, no one is worth extinguishing your light for. You're too much for some people. Fuck them. You know, you'll find other people who love and accept you. Snaps for that. Mm-hmm. And I quickly found other people who did love and accepted me. So her loss. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so so my journey with self-care began during a very difficult time in my family's life. So I had begun my first job out of college, and I think it was two or three weeks in, and I got a call from one of my parents that my grandpa was in the hospital. Um, shortly after my grandma entered the hospital for a completely separate reason and their health significantly declined in a month and a half. Um, my entire family, my parents, sisters, 
aunts, uncles, and cousins, and I were constantly in the hospital and eventually nursing home. It was absolutely exhausting. We were tired, emotionally raw, stressed, on the edge. Uh, It was the night of November 30th, and I was sitting in my room thinking that I needed something for me, something that's going to take care of me. And the idea was there. It felt like God was leading me to challenge myself to a month of self-care, you know, a self-care challenge, if you will. And I began immediately the next day because it was the first day of December. You know, it felt very serendipitous. Uh, This challenge benefited me spiritually, physically, emotionally. And at the time, I didn't think I was worthy of those benefits. And there were days where I really felt selfish for the self-care that I was indulging in because my grandparents were in pain and dying. But let me be very clear. Self-care is not selfish. You are worthy of self-care. And even when you're trying to support another person, you also need to take care of yourself. Um, unfortunately, my grandparents did pass away before Christmas that year. And um, after the month ended, I reflected on what I had learned about myself through this challenge. And I had realized I had become very attuned to what I was feeling and going through um, more so than ever before. It felt like I had finally stopped and listened to my body and its needs. I also realized that we often treat self-care as reward after a long week. Like, oof, that was a rough week. And because it was rough and I got through it, you know, I deserve to treat myself. Yet when you integrate self-care into your everyday life, it becomes a lifestyle. You deserve to treat yourself every day, not just after a long week. So I started sharing these thoughts on my Instagram and I eventually took it a step further by launching my blog in March of 2019. And that's how it started. Wow. (laughs) That's a great (laughs) story. (laughs) That's a lot, but that's, it's beautiful. That's just beautiful. It is. And I absolutely agree with you about having to take care of yourself while you're taking care of others. You know, you can't give from an empty cup. And if you are just continuously exhausting yourself and giving everything that you have to others, you're going to get burnt out and you're going to have nothing to give anymore. So that's a great point that you had. Thank you. I think I actually just recently saw a quote on Pinterest, like the best way to take care of your uh, others is by taking care of yourself. And I was like, where was that? Like, in 2018 when Mm -hmm. I was just feeling these feelings. (laughs) Also, can I just add, does anyone else listening to this right now currently think that Hannah deserves her own segment on like headspace or calm like with her own segment? (laughs) Yeah, seriously. Her voice is so soothing to me. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I could listen to you talk for hours. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I will listen back to my Instagram stories and 
I'll just sometimes cringe. So I think that's a rite of passage. I've been listening back to me and Chloe's old podcast episodes, you know, just generally trying to take notes on myself and how I can make myself sound better and be a better podcaster overall. And it's cringy. I say the words like, uh, actually way too much. Like I'm very hyper aware of it now. I just said it. I just said it. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. (laughs) So, um, actually before I moved in with my boyfriend to our house, um, you know, I would do my Monday affirmations and sometimes my little sister who's in high school, she would, uh, what is it called? Like screen project her phone onto the TV and turn up the volume and just play my affirmations (laughs) because she knows I hate hearing the sound of my own voice. (laughs) Oh no, oh that's gosh. such a that's such a sister, sister thing, thing to do. Thing to do. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, I love her, but she can be such a brat, <laughs> and I mean that in the most loving way possible. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so I think you um you asked a question about mental health and social media, and I, I do did. want to talk about that. <laughs> Not to gloss over that at all. Um, so earlier I mentioned how in sports I compared myself to a lot of my teammates and on social media where everyone is presenting their highlight reel, that is very easy to do as well. And I have to remember that. I actively have to remember that. I almost need to put like a sticky sticky notes up in my house to remind myself of that. Uh, so when it comes to engaging with others while on social media, instead of approaching pictures like, oh my gosh, she looks so perfect here and getting caught up in that, I try to take in the photo. Oftentimes it's a hella creative photo because those are the types of accounts I follow. And then I will read the caption and typically there's value there. And I focus on responding to those two aspects instead of just getting caught up in how perfect a person looks. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. I I will do the comment – I I will comment, you know, you're gorgeous. Oh my gosh, you're a goddess, you know, hyping people up. But I am trying to, excuse me, comment less on appearance. So yeah, watch out for the highlight reels, y'all. There's also imposter syndrome that pops up, but I have never felt like I am in competition with others on social media. And I'm very thankful for that. You know, the community I'm connected with on Instagram really looks out for one another. You know, we celebrate Mm -hmm. one another and we share a lot of the same struggles. Um, We all deal with thoughts of comparison and imposter syndrome, but we can also bond over how we tackle those negative thoughts. Like yesterday, I shared my first post in two weeks because I'm coming off a social media break and it was how to tackle negative self-talk when you are on a social media break. Because even though you are taking time away from social media, you can have those thoughts of like, I should be engaging right now. I should be doing this. You know, I, the list goes on and on and on. So I kind of shared some of my thought processes on how to tackle those negative thoughts. And you know, I got a few DMs from people that were saying, you know, I'm taking a social media break right now. And I felt like you just spoke to my soul because I'm going through this. So 
I was one of those people. It's me. I'm not taking a social media break, but that post did speak to my soul. Thank you. Yeah. I I felt like, you know, if I'm going through it, there has to be at least one other person experiencing this. So I'm really glad that it did speak to you, Taylor. You know, it's an interesting phenomenon to be because I really relate to your statement where you said, um, you have imposter syndrome that pops up, but you feel like you aren't in competition with others. That's a really weird place to be. And I feel that entirely because I always like to take the community over competition approach. I don't like to gatekeep information. I like to surround myself with people who don't do the same kind of thing, but there's still the imposter syndrome and the, you know, am I qualified to share this information? Like, am I actually the expert? Am I this? Am I that? Like, uh, it's weird. It's a very weird place to be. I feel you. You know, even prepping for this podcast, I was like, am I the right person for this? Like, I don't know. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Like, I could not have picked a – we could not have picked a more perfect person to have the um, International Women's Day episode Mm -hmm. for. Like, this is a conversation that needs to happen all the time. (laughs) Can't see it now, but I'm blushing. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. That means so much to me, this conversation honestly is making my day. This conversation's making mine too. Yeah, we're so happy to have you on. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Well, I want to dive into the leg painting pictures because for those of you who don't know, Hannah has done a few of these now and she has these gorgeous leg painting photos where she paints beautiful quotes like, I am obsessed with becoming a woman comfortable in her own skin or I need to be thinner, smarter, prettier, better and then all of those are crossed off and then she just has the word myself. Um, So Hannah, where did the inspiration for these photos come from? And can you just kind of walk us through how the series came to be? Yeah, of course. So there's only two pictures right now, but like you just said, it is, it's going to be a series. I am determined to paint more of these. um, And I'll share why, because it's honestly a really awesome process. Um, So I consume a lot of Pinterest. (laughs) And my words of wisdom board is just filled with inspirational quotes. And so Pinterest algorithm knows that I just eat that up. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) You don't see a lot of fashion um, coming through my explore Pinterest page. It's a lot of words. (laughs) So the words are inspired by Pinterest and all of its goodness. Uh, But choosing to paint on my legs comes from being insecure over my legs. I like I like my legs a lot more now, but if you were to ask me in middle school, high school, and even my early college days what my biggest insecurity was, I would tell you my legs. Uh, painting these messages of self-love on my legs is almost like an apology letter to my body for hating it for so long. You know, each stroke allows me to meditate on what I'm saying about my body. And it's been incredibly healing. And would yeah, you ever I, paint somebody else? Oh, I would love to. Will you paint me? To. Oh my God. Yes. Yes, of course. We're going to do this. Please. Yes. <laughs> cool. If you want uh-huh. me to paint on your back, if you want me to paint on your arm or on your legs, like I am happy to do it. Pick you the know, quote. If we're sticking with the insecurity theme of your thing, I'll let you paint my stomach. Okay. Happy to do that. It might tickle. Casual sidebar (laughs) conversation here, you guys. (laughs) Honestly, 
I haven't thought about painting another person, but that honestly that would, would be, be really cool to add phenomenal. to your series. Yeah, definitely. I would love to paint you, Taylor. I I'll paint we'll you like one happen. of my French girls. I, I would be honored. <laughs> so, yes, it's official. This is going to become a regular thing. I'm driving uh, to Grand Rapids, you guys. Where you're going to connect. Um, and let me tell you, like, it has benefited me emotionally um, so much just being able to reconcile those feelings that I have had um, over my body. But it's also allowed me to connect with others as well. Those two leg painting pictures are my most liked and shared pictures, which is wild. Seeing so, – so on Instagram, there's this feature where you can see like public um, story shares and to click on that and just go through and scroll and see how many people are sharing my legs – which was the source of my insecurity is crazy. You know, That's people so full circle. It's, mm-hmm. Yes. It almost gives me goosebumps. That, th- um, that gave me goosebumps. I had to chill up my spine and everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People really love and uh, see value in these mes- messages of self-love. Uh, so much so that Self Magazine and Shape Magazine shared my pictures on their Instagrams. Shut up. That is yeah. awesome. It's I did not know huge. that. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. Um, they both uh, personally uh, messaged me and I gave them permission to do so. Um, and that is just honestly huge because I grew up with a shape magazine that did not talk about self-love. Instead, it promoted changing your body. Um, so – Oh, just it's amazing to see such big brands using their platforms to talk about self-love and body positivity. And I'm incredibly grateful that they are using my pictures to do that. Can you know, I manifest awesome. something for you? Sure. Um, I'm telling you now, I see it for you. You are going to be on a Skims ad someday. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I see it. Like Skims at some point is going to get on this huge body positivity. I think they already do a pretty good job of that. They, I think mm-hmm. Kim does a great job of incorporating all shapes, sizes, colors into her ads and things like that. But I, I see you in an ad someday. Oh my gosh. With painted bodies. Yes. Oh, oh my gosh. That would be so cool. Well, oh. she already does all those really cool – you guys know the shoot I'm thinking of where she had all those – it was like very Tezza-esque where she had all the like scrapbook style pieces on the wall and it was just the bed and the skims models mm-hmm. i do not i'll I, have to send you some photos please do um so one of the things that i actually did um right uh, i think it was actually part of my self-care challenge was i unfollowed a lot of people on my instagram and i unfollowed a lot of the kardashians i unfollowed a lot of models um, and celebrities because I didn't re- think they were bringing me joy anymore. But I got to go check out Skims and their social media and see what they're doing because it sounds like they're on the right track. I I think they do really cool, diverse stuff. Like definitely check out the Skims brand. Again, the Kardashians, they're yeah. controversial people. <laughs> you know, like, but I think Kim's doing a really cool thing with that brand. Yeah. So 
it's nice to see a lot of companies doing more of the, you know, body inclusivity and even like people with disabilities. It's really nice to see that it's not just all skinny, tall, white women in every ad. Mm -hmm. Um, No, I think it's about damn time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's about damn time. Um, And I'm happy that you brought up unfollowing influencers too. I did that maybe a year ago and it really does like make a difference when you get on Instagram it's hard if you're seeing all of these models not to compare yourself to them so unfollowing them and following people who actually inspire you and you know say nice things and inspiring things yeah uplifting things it doesn't make you feel crappy when you get on social media so I'm really happy that you brought that up yes also uh, Hannah one more question for you mm -hmm. that self-care challenge you were talking about did you make that yourself or was this something you signed up for I made it myself do yeah. you run this challenge for other people? Like, is this like something that we can link people to to for you? I haven't run the challenge for other people. Um, I had I have considered um, like making it a formal thing and doing it again. Um, I just haven't gotten around to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I do have blog posts. Uh, tons of blog posts actually about self-care and one in particular about what I learned from my self-care challenge. Um, Oh, actually my friend, Rachel, my friend, Rachel, she's not doing the self-care challenge, but she said that she was inspired by it to challenge herself to 30 days of waking up and seeing the sunset or sunrise every day. And she says it's been amazing. And I believe she documented every sunset for 30 days. And now she's going to print off the pictures and kind of create a scrapbook of it. But I'm, I'm just so proud of her because it's, it's hard to stick to something for uh, 30 days, especially if it means getting up early, mm-hmm, if you love sleep yeah. as much as I do. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I'm so proud of her. That sounds amazing. And you guys, be sure to blow up Hannah's DMs if you want a self-care challenge from her. Let her know to give the people what they want. Yes, I will create graphics in Canva and and everything. Like I will do that. (laughs) If that is something that people want, I will give them what they want. Let's do it. Canva stands on this podcast. We love Canva. Absolutely. (laughs) All right. So we got to ask our favorite question. What is your favorite self-care product under $50? Oh gosh. <laughs> so I'm a skincare junkie. Same. Um, and I could name off so many products. Um, and it didn't even occur to me until this morning when I was showering, like I could name off a bunch of hair products as well. Like I recently got the Purology, um, what is it? Moisturizing shampoo and conditioner, which I had always seen people buy when I was working at Alta when I was in college, but I never understood the hype because I didn't use it myself. Now I do, but that's not um, my self care item. <laughs> um, I could talk about that though. Um, so I'm actually currently using the Bloom Daydreamer cleanser. Ooh. And I have used so many cleansers over the years with high and low price points. Um, This one is nice and in the middle. It's $16 and it works just as well as a $32 cleanser I also love. Um, It's just so creamy and gentle. It does not strip my skin. Um, It leaves it slightly hydrated, which is cool. 
And even though it is gentle, it's pretty powerful. Um, I double cleanse uh, first using the Glow Recipe. Um, is it papaya? Taylor, you know the, the one I'm talking about. one? Yes. It's yes. my favorite. I love you, it. <laughs> you actually influenced me to get oh, it. <laughs> I'm honored. It's so good. It It's phenomenal. It's so gentle. But um, So I first cleanse with that, and then I follow up and do a double cleanse with the Daydreamer cleanser, and it just removes all the remaining traces of makeup um, after that first round of cleansing. I love it. Um, it's, it's calming as well. Um, so like right now it's that time of the month. So my hormones are flaring. Um, but this just, it calms my face down. Oh, I'm going to have to try this. I've seen that all over Instagram. A it's aesthetic as fuck. Mm -hmm. Um, so it would look so cute on my vanity and I hate that I'm that person, but I am. Um, It matters. But (laughs) yes, I'm a packaging snob. Thank you guys. Thank you for validating me in this. Wow. Um, If you do that, also, I highly recommend their deodorant. I have tried so many natural deodorants and I will just have allergic reactions or they will have fragrance in them that just mixes with sweat and smells awful. But this one has no fragrance. It's a phenomenal natural deodorant and I love it. I love it. I'm definitely going to have to snag products from them because honestly, don't aren't they the brand with the really cute like heating pack that says self-care is the new going out? Chloe and yes. I actually posted it on the CEO-ish podcast Instagram mm-hmm. as like a cute little aesthetic AF photo. Um, but I've it's always sold out. It's always sold out. Is it really? <laughs> it's like an old-fashioned water bottle too, right? Yeah. Like nine times – all of the times that I've gone to actually purchase something and snag that with it, it was only available in some like bundle where it had okay. a bunch of products that I was like, ooh, probably shouldn't spend this much money right now mm-hmm. um, <laughs> or it was sold out. So I've been trying to get it for a while. I will be honest though. I haven't looked for it in like four months. You know how you kind of forget about things. Mm-hmm. But now yeah. that we're uh, having this conversation, it's reinvigorating it. So I'm going to go look and see if it's in yeah. stock after this. <laughs> if only – all heating pads could be that cute. Like I just have your standard electrical heating pad and it's it's tan. I wish oh, it said something cute. My, mine's like hospital gown blue. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. Well, Hannah, where can our listeners find you? And before we dive all into this, I'm just going to let everyone know we're going to do all of the plugs and promo right now because Hannah is going to be doing an affirmation segment at the end to inspire and uplift all of you wonderful people for International Women's Day. But I'm turning it into International Women's Week because this podcast is going up after uh, International Women's Day. So, um, but it feels weird to have this like wonderful affirmation segment and then inundate you guys with a bunch of links. Like it just disturbs the inner peace. So Hannah, give your plugs and promo. Chloe will do ours after. And then Hannah, you can take the stage away. Okay. Um, you can find me at my blog, hannahjanae.com. I promise I will be updating very soon. Um, you can also find me on Instagram at hannahjanae. Um, that's H-A-N-N-A-H-J-E-N-A-E. And I would love it if you would slide into my DMs and introduce yourself or just say hi. You know, let's connect and let, let's support one another. 
Yes, we love it. And Hannah's so sweet, you guys. Like she will respond to you. So do it. (laughs) And I'll probably respond with a voice message as well. Love audio. Taylor loves those. All right. Uh, well, if, if you would like to find me and Taylor at our podcast Instagram, you can find us at CEOish Podcast. And if you would like to keep up with us personally, you can follow me at ChloeW.art. And you can follow me on Instagram at TayGramBiz. That's B I Z. All right. Hannah, you can take it away for the affirmation segment. All right. Before we claim these affirmations for ourselves, I want you to say t- this to yourself. I release myself from all doubts and negative self-talk. Okay? You are a powerful force. When you fall, you rise back up. Because the difficult times are temporary and you grow stronger because of them. And you know what? You are so much more than you even know. You are capable of achieving your goals and living out your dreams manifest them. And you believe your future has wonderful things in store for you. My friend, you are radiant. You are worthy. You are enough. And you are so loved. Have a great day.